0: are you doing
1: uh i wanted to do it (laughs) how
0: dare you you piece of shit listen it's vader time and that's my line i'm disoriented i didn't think he was gonna do that hello everybody it's vader time a proper beginning to a proper bummer slam hello everybody it's me your host Rowdy Rat and this fucking this fucking trespasser. Yeah, you are a heel. I'm
1: being a heel this episode, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) Y'all? It's my it's my character.
0: You're living that hillbilly gym life right now. You know,
1: I am. You know, what a great what a great guy. What a great character. (laughs)
0: We've been watching too much Legends House. Honestly,
1: it's because we can't get enough Legends House.
0: Which is a shame because um, this is the last episode we're going to do about Legends House. Of
1: oh, the only season. Like oh. I
0: know. Uh, you know, I actually was just looking up their IMDB page and it says WWE Legends House 2014 Dash. <gasps> oh. So that means that it has never officially been canceled.
1: Gotcha. There is
0: still the potential <laughs> for upcoming seasons, but it's never been confirmed or denied.
1: Right, and also uh, talked about.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have my fingers crossed, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so good, and the storytelling is just, oh, fucking Bellissimo, right? Okay, so you have, like, our first episode that we did, like, I think you really divided it up great, because each each uh, different segment, like, it just gets, like, deeper and less, less, uh, like situational stuff you know what i mean
0: you're completely right and you know what's funny is that i didn't even realize that until we started recording the podcasts i just divided them up that way because you know that's like around the same. Yeah. exactly it's around <laughs> the same amount of content to be talking about on yeah. one episode
1: but the first one's like so uh introductory it in, in, introductory
0: introductory
1: yes that the second one is just so much fun, and and really sets a stage for this one. The that punch to the heart that is this episode, this series of episodes.
0: Yeah, this this season definitely has a three act structure. Yeah, you can completely tell. Um, never would have realized that if we hadn't divided them up this way. But it's really just the way it had to be, and I, I think it worked out perfectly um this is our last legends house we're talking about episodes seven through nine we're gonna kind of touch on the reunion episode but not really talk about it because i mean quite frankly what we're doing in this series is basically what the reunion show set out to do as well so that's just a lot of reiterating the same shit and i don't really want to do that but we will touch on it briefly so you're aware um let's just go
1: Let's you want just... to, you want to go into it? All yeah. right. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it.
0: We're starting with episode seven and this episode starts off with the legends having breakfast at this really nice restaurant. Um, and Jimmy doesn't get beans and potatoes.
1: Yeah. Gene even finds something on the me- on the menu. That's like, this is a potato and bean soup, Jimmy. And he's like, nah.
0: <laughs> he get, what did he get? Like a baked potato and corn or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like the same thing but not quite um and they're having breakfast everything's going really well but mean gene is suspicious he said that he was waiting for this setup for a challenge you know how ashley will always come at the at the worst times um but nothing bad happened while they were at the restaurant he was like oh okay well that crisis has been averted uh but the legends return back to the house after breakfast and of course there's ashley she's waiting for him at home in the living room which is set up like a game show
1: ah so like they, they got him out of the house to to do that sneaky so little in- switcheroo
0: yeah so they can invade their space fuck with their stuff and make him do shit against their will
1: oh uh, they all seem legends ex-
0: house
1: they all seem pretty excited <clears throat> about it though um a lot of times, you know, when they started a the challenge, they were like, ah, or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, this time they're like,
1: oh, hey, it's at right. home,
0: so it's not that bad, you know?
1: We're not getting waxed or, you know?
0: Yeah, we're no, we don't have to strip. We don't have to do any of this shit. This is a little more vanilla than some of the other challenges. And <clears throat> this game is... A game show, like I said, it's structured kind of like a newlywed game style.
1: Yeah, and they're all paired up with their roommates, and they have to like uh, guess the the same answer to the to whatever question they receive or whatever.
0: Yeah, they have to match answers to get points. If they don't match, they don't get points. Right. And there's a prize at the end. Yay! There's there's a catch to it. Um, just a reminder: the uh, roommates in the Legends House are Roddy and Hacksaw. Jimmy and Hillbilly, Pat and Howard, and Tony Atlas and Gene.
1: Yeah. Um, so the first thing that we see out of this game show is this host comes in, and uh this host, um, not great. Just
0: He fucking sucks.
1: Is no I call charisma. him like I
0: see him. Um, he has the charisma of a loaf of bread.
1: I was gonna say a brick, but I think <clears> I think <throat> that a loaf of bread is a little more on the nose.
0: What's the difference in the grand scheme of things?
1: Uh, it's just the guy was paler. I think, I think loaf of bread fit it better. Same diff. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fuck this game show host. It's some guy that we've never seen before. Also, he never appears before or after. So, you know, kind of one in, in one ear and out the other. But I mean, I still don't want to look at his face. (laughs) So the first question is, what is your roommate's favorite food? And, of course, immediately, who's the most food-oriented person in the house? It's that little wiener, Jimmy Hart, who only eats beans and potatoes. So Hillbilly had it super easy with that question. (laughs) Um, And Howard Finkel, he seems to think that Pat's favorite food is toast.
1: He's like, yeah, he always has toasted in the morning, so he probably loves it.
0: That's probably his favorite food.
1: (laughs) He loves toast and steak because he always has a steak at night. Which, like, it's cabbage rolls, right? Because that was his big thing when he came onto the show. It was like, I gotta make you guys some cabbage rolls because I love them and I make them all the time.
0: Yeah, Pat's answer that he said when he came back for the second part of the game show was cabbage roll. And Howard was like, ah, shit. Should have thought of that, right? Right. It was a plot point in the show. He should have thought of it. (laughs) But he didn't. Uh, The second question is what is your roommate's most annoying habit?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And everyone's answer is kind of the same. Apparently everyone snores, so that's what <sighs> all of them say. Pretty easy, that one. And the third question is, ugly, ugly, ugly. That's all I think when I see my roommates, blank. They have to fill in the blank.
1: Right. Um, and Hillbilly, right away, is like... Uh, Talking about Jimmy's ugly, ugly thing, and it's the scratch that he got, like, the other day while LARPing, while running away from LARPing.
0: His fear in the the LARP episode that yeah. we just talked about on the last episode. He's like, that's the ugliest thing about my roommate. Um, of course, Jimmy's going to want another opportunity to talk about that. Because, you know, that's just what Jimmy does. When I does. saved the
1: beautiful Ashley.
0: <laughs> I was the hero. These are all of the things that I do to bullshit. This is my battle scar. Hart. And, um, yeah, that's, the, that's that one. And Hacksaw and Roddy... They have an agreement. They're like, we have to start cheating.
1: We can't win unless we <laughs> team up and, and just do this right. They you start know?
0: cheating hardcore, and they're, like, whispering the ants to each other. They're, like, writing the answer on their hands. They're doing whatever they can to win right now. And, um... Oh, back to this question. Ugly, ugly, ugly. That's all I think when I see my roommates blank. Pat says, there aren't too many things ugly about me.
1: Like, cut to Hillbilly Jim. And he's just got, like, the biggest eye roll, like, ever. It's just, whoo, like.
0: It's like somebody acting out eye roll in charades. (laughs) It's very funny. Um, (laughs) whoo. That's T.
1: It's like Hulk Hogan eye rolling. (laughs)
0: Pretty oh. much. <laughs> um, Howard and Pat, who are on a team, they're really sucking at this game.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: they're, they're just kind of striking out every time, not getting any answers right. Uh, but Jimmy and Hillbilly are doing quite well. They yeah, seem to know each other pretty well.
1: They're, they're rocking the same vibrations. They
0: really are. Okay, now it's time for the Legends to come back. They switch sides, so the people who were just doing the questions are now in the back chilling. Well, the new guys are answering questions, and the first question is, what is your roommate's favorite thing to wear to bed? And everyone just says underwear.
1: Yeah, pretty generic answer, I guess.
0: It is a pretty generic answer. Like, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have thought about it that hard. I think I probably would have just said the same thing, you know?
1: Yeah, it's California. Everyone's probably hot. Everyone's probably in their underwear, I guess. I don't know. No
0: kidding. I mean, how much attention are you paying to what your roommate wears to bed, too? Probably
1: just like, well, I wear my underwear. (laughs)
0: Right? (laughs) This is what I do, so uh, I bet they do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) And the second question is, what does your roommate want the most? Personal trainer, personal assistant, or personal chef? And at this point, it becomes clear that there is very apparent cheating from almost everybody and um jimmy and hillbilly are doing this thing where they seem to have like a a system where they hand signal to each other
1: yeah and like uh jimmy hart's kind of making it like super apparent like when hacks uh when hillbilly's going through the list uh, of like the uh, personal assistant or whatever he's like you know,
0: when he gets to the one, he's like, uh, like oh, hinting very heavily that that's the one.
1: Yeah, and Gene like straight up points that out. He's like, Ashley, get a, get a look at that.
0: <laughs> Ashley, check this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what he says. That was it.
0: Gene is not having it today. He is not about to lose to Jimmy and Hillbilly because they're cheating.
1: <laughs> so yeah, everyone's like, everyone's arguing with each other at this point. Tony and and Gene are chewing out the team Jimmy. And those other guys are chiming in, too. Uh,
0: Uh, Meanwhile, while everybody is arguing and all that, Roddy whispers his answer to Hacksaw. And Jimmy, like, overhears it. He's like, I heard something. (laughs) I heard somebody (laughs) say (laughs) assistant.
1: It's got, like, sonar, you know? (laughs) He just tuned into that. He heard that.
0: And Jimmy also tries to rat them out to Ashley because I guess Ashley is the authority.
1: Yeah, because he got Captain Spineless.
0: <laughs> Captain Spineless, the host. What the fuck's he gonna do? Ashley, check this. <laughs> and the third question for the Legends is if your roommate inherited a bunch of money, what was it, like $1,000? Yeah. Something like that. What would they spend it on? And Roddy said family for Hacksaw, Tony said massage for Gene. Pat said gadgets are, like, little technology things for Howard. And Jimmy said musical instruments, music-related things for Hillbilly. And all four of those matched. Yeah. That's crazy. They all know each other pretty well there. Well, either they they knew somebody,
1: yeah. (laughs) Or they were cheating, yeah.
0: But, like, even Roddy and Hacksaw, who I feel like have been cheating the most up to this point, I feel like...
1: They kind of passed it off pretty pretty slyly, though. Because, what was it? He's like, uh, Roddy wrote down family and Hacksaw was like, well, I think I'd spend it on a plane ticket so I could see my family. And Roddy's like, oh, he said family though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This time they were, they kind of weren't cheating and Hacksaw was just like actually saying what he would spend it on. And it matched.
1: Yeah. Either that or like, he was just, he was just doing some good, good bullshitting. I think that's what I was thinking.
0: Could be. Yeah. All four of them matched. That was pretty cool all know each other pretty well on that front as far as what they would spend all their money on. And the fourth question is, what would your roommate say is one thing he can't live without? Uh, Roddy says that Hacksaw can't live without his wife. Yeah. His wife with a W. That's important. (laughs) Tony says that Gene can't live without his medication because he's the fucking oldest man alive. Pat says that Howard can't live without wrestling, who can relate? It's me. (laughs) And Jimmy says that uh, Hillbilly can't live without his family. And um, Jimmy is giving hand signals to to Hillbilly. And Gene is like fervently pointing him out to Ashley. He's (laughs) like, look at this. Look at this right now. I'm ending this right now. They are not going to cheat anymore, <laughs> Ashley. You are my wife. <laughs> we were married in the last episode. Please love me.
1: Yeah. Yes. But, you know, they still matched, though. Yeah.
0: Hillbilly matches the answer and Jimmy literally jumps into his arms. He's yeah. like, yay! And, um.
1: Pat matches. Uh,
0: oh, yes. Pat matches Howard. It's a big match. Howard didn't even have to think about it. He's like, it's wrestling.
1: And uh, Gene and Tony, um, they're like, uh, Tony's like, Gene can't live without his medication. And <laughs> or Tony I, says that.
0: Yeah, Tony says Gene can't live without his medication, and Gene is like, I can't live without my hair. <laughs> and Tony's, Tony says, this is a quote I wrote it down. He's bald. Where did he get hair? He can live without his hair. He's been living without his hair since he was a teenager. He never lived with hair.
1: <laughs> it was very accurate, very truthful, very funny stuff.
0: I loved it so much. And meanwhile, Roddy and Hacksaw, the resident cheaters, Roddy has written wife on his hand. But Hacksaw doesn't have his glasses on, and he's like squinting at it, and he's like, I got it. <coughs> and he's like, You know what I can't live without? I can't live without life. <laughs>
1: And Pat's like what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't live without life and Roddy is like you absolute fucking dumbass
1: <laughs> Oh yeah what's this quote? Do you remember like wife, wife you four-eyed idiot.
0: <laughs> That's what it was. Um, and that was the last question. it was worth like double points or something. And Jimmy and Hillbilly, despite whether or not they cheated, they win, and their prize is uh, private tennis lessons on the tennis court outside. They get yeah. to learn to be proficient at tennis. Good for those two guys.
1: Oh yeah! Uh, before the tennis match, uh, Roddy confessed that he confessed about the the wife life thing because he just thought it was too funny.
0: Oh yeah, he's like, I gotta tell you guys that we definitely cheated. <laughs> It his wife you four-eyed idiot um and the next morning after the game shows all cleaned up and everything the tennis instructors arrive they're both age-appropriate women i would say yeah much like the bowling queens um they arrive at the legends house to give uh tennis lessons to jimmy and hillbilly and gene once he gets sight of these beautiful tennis instructors is of course in love with them aruga (laughs) aruga he's like doing his statler and waldorf commentary it's the first (laughs) time in my life i've ever remembered their names (laughs) he's like "Mm, how can you ladies concentrate on the game or how Uh can you guys concentrate on the game when there's all these beautiful women around and it's like jesus christ
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he just keeps going with that shit too uh (laughs) yeah here's the next thing he says i love mixed doubles and i'm not bad at tennis either (laughs)
0: Oh, I think that was um uh that's an alcohol joke, isn't it?
1: I thought it was a tennis joke.
0: Make well mixed doubles is also a tennis reference.
1: Gotcha. I think
0: mixed doubles is also an alcohol thing too though. Oh. Um it's a very it's a joke that an old person would say, that's for sure. It's
1: got a lot of layers yeah I guess. it's too,
0: it's too smart for me dumb millennial all i know is eat hot chip and lie
1: um <laughs> you just know eat hot wrestling and lie <laughs> yeah, i
0: do i i actually eat, eat hot cold. chip and wrestle <laughs> yeah. i eat cold wrestling i eat cold wrestling from 2014 that nobody watched So why there's not another season um and and gene's just still going at this point he's like howard do these ladies qualify as cougar and when he said that i said out loud no because they're way younger than you are you fucking dinosaur <laughs> cougar um and jimmy during this tennis match He's winning. Yeah. He's doing really well, and he's talking big shit to Hillbilly the whole time, like, yay, baby! Oh, whoa!
1: Hillbilly was low-key mad about that. <laughs> I think he was jealous.
0: He was jealous. He's, he's like, like those little... ladies
1: weren't there. I'd have kicked his ass.
0: <laughs> he definitely would not have. That's not who <laughs> Hillbilly is. Um, but both of them have a really good time regardless. They're laughing, having a nice time with these ladies. And, um... After that, that night at dinner, Roddy reveals that uh, he has to leave the Legends house for a day to go do an autograph signing in Atlanta.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so he's gonna be away. So the next morning,
1: he he dibs. He jumps in a limo and gets the fuck out of there.
0: And hacksaw is crushed. Yeah. He's like this is my best friend in the world and he is gone he's like a lost puppy he has no idea what to do
1: he's like fucking pacing
0: he immediately starts missing roddy and uh the phone rings and hacksaw jumps up and answers it and is like roddy roddy is it you but it's the wrong number and he's just like crushed
1: (laughs) he's like having trouble putting the phone back and shit and he goes crazy and he's like fucking playing with his hands and shit it's yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> and he goes
0: up to Pat, and he's like, Pat, have you have you heard the phone ring? And Pat's like, oh, no, no, are you expecting a call or something? And Hacksaw's like, well, well, well I'm just wondering if Roddy left a message, you know, he, he left this morning and all. And Pat's like, you're in love with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pat's like, have your beds been moving closer together?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with him? <laughs> And Hacksaw, he keeps calling Roddy and he keeps getting sent to voicemail because, you know, he's on a plane.
1: Yeah, or he, doing his job. Exactly.
0: And he's <laughs> he's looking at how far apart they are on a globe. He <laughs> found a globe and is like, Roddy's here and I'm here. That's so far away. <laughs> he's like talking to the walls. He's not doing well at all. No, His life without Roddy is horrible. And the phone rings again, and Hacksaw leaps out of his chair. It's the wrong number again. Yeah. They did him dirty twice. Roddy never calls him.
1: Yeah. He doesn't, does he?
0: Not that we see, at least. Yeah. Maybe he did call him at some point, and we just don't get it on the show. It's like
1: the fastest he moved the whole show, too, was (laughs) running to the phone each of these times.
0: He said, I'm away from my wife, my kids, my dog, and my cat, and what do I get choked up about? Piper! (laughs) Uh, Later on, after Hacksaw has his breakdown, after Roddy leaves, there's a knock at the door. Is it (sighs) Ashley? No! It's Shawn Michaels! (laughs) What the fuck?
1: Nope, just Shawn Michaels. No,
0: Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Uh, And he's got fishing gear with him. And everyone is so happy to see Sean. Everyone loves Sean. Yeah,
1: they do. They they're all they're all super excited to see him. Everybody's Tony's super. Like, Tony sees him first, and he's just like, oh, "Sean Michaels, the heartthrob himself."
0: And Sean's like, "We're going fishing today, boys. It's it's our day. It's a boys' day. Yeah. Let's go." And everyone goes out uh, on the lake, I guess something like that, on these two pontoons, and. They're all talking, you know, fishing. They're not really getting anything. Yeah. Just kind of sitting around for a long time. And Gene is talking to Sean, and he's like, kind of low-key begs Sean to take his place in the (laughs) Legends house.
1: How would you like to be, uh, what does he say? How would you like to be a prisoner, I mean guest of the Legend house?
0: (laughs) And Sean's straight up like, no, I would not do well in this setting. (laughs) I would probably die. And uh, everybody's talking to Sean, having a good time with him, catching up with him. You know, it's a different face. Yeah. Different stories, something something fresh and new. And Tony's talking to Sean, telling him all about the chitlins. And Sean laughs and laughs because he is from Texas. <laughs> um, nobody's getting a bite.
1: No. Well, and then finally, fucking Howard. Howard Finkel, who, who's uh, never fished before. He's like oh, oh, shit, my, my fishing rod is bending. And he's all excited, and he pulls it out, and it's a fucking stick. It's a stick. <laughs> a tree bass, as someone called it.
0: He technically did get the first bite, <laughs> but unfortunately to no avail. Um, but after this, things start to pick up a little bit for the legends, and the guys actually start catching, catching some decent-looking fish, some kind of big ones. Yeah. Um, Hillbilly ends up catching the biggest one of the day. Says he was holding back the whole time. Oh. Uh, I didn't want to make these guys look bad with my amazing fish, so held out till <laughs> the end. I bet that's what it was, hillbilly. <laughs> and Sean is just having a good time. He like he, he Sean Michaels also talks in proverbs i I've learned since he found Jesus.
1: He found. Oh yeah, he found. He Jesus. now
0: talks in proverbs, and he says that the biggest misconception about fishing is that something has to happen for it to be a success. Says the best thing about fishing with buddies is fishing with buddies.
1: Yeah. Best thing about being outside with friends is being outside with your friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And he's right. Yeah. And I think that they realize that, especially after their day with Sean. Um, It's a good day fishing. Everybody has a good time. And now it's time for the Legends to go back to the Legends house. And Sean comes with them. And they all start to, you know, cut up and clean the fish that they caught. They're going to have them for dinner tonight. And Gene it's
1: like a pro. Well, he grew up in Minnesota after being born in Brookings, of course.
0: He's he's from the Midwest. We fish out here. It's what we do. Yeah.
1: I mean, grew up with those 10,000 lakes fishing at each one of them, probably.
0: Yeah. Gene is the first person to ever fish at all (laughs) 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. He's a national hero.
1: And great at cleaning fish. He's just fucking... Fucking going to town on oh, these yeah. little motherfuckers,
0: slicing through these. And Jimmy Hart <laughs> is kind of like hovering over everybody as they're cutting and cleaning the fish, and he starts getting a little mouthy.
1: Shouldn't you be doing this? And why aren't you doing this? And could you do this and stuff like that? And Jean's like, I fished every lake in the ten thousand lake land. so all
0: ten thousand of these lakes, you little shit. <laughs>
1: So how you think you? you know more than me leave me alone <laughs> and he's getting on he's getting on hillbilly's nerves a little bit too because he's he's giving the same thing to hillbilly and hillbilly's also trying to help clean the fish and stuff
0: he really just doesn't know when to stop talking right and gene during his little interview with the camera he's like talking about it and he calls jimmy a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> which really threw me off because oh man <laughs> Um, and Jimmy, kind of a little bit of comeuppance, he, like, leans down in the oven, and his sunglasses fly off and land in the oven, and he freaks out. Oh, these are my favorite glasses! My glasses! He has to, like, get a... He
1: tries to grab them with an oven mitt, and he's like, oh, no, it's not fitting, and he grabs, like, a little spatula or something.
0: He grabs, like, a tongs or something, and the tongs fall (laughs) in the oven, too. He's like, oh, my God! (laughs) He eventually gets them out, but it takes about too long. I'll say too long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he's, a, he's going 110% the entire time.
0: <laughs> and now dinner is done. The fish are all done. They grilled them up out on the grill. And everyone looks down, sits down for some pretty good looking fish. Mm-hmm. Love a nice fish dinner. And Sean is talking to the camera and he's talking about how these guys have been through a lot. Especially Pat and Jean who uh, they grew up in a time when you didn't really open up. And Sean can see that these guys are starting to get closer and let down their walls a little bit.
1: Especially with each other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He like, I think Sean kind of sees what the point of the show is, even if some of the other legends don't at this point.
1: Right. Absolutely. And he's like, you know, we only have one shot at this world, so fucking make it count, you know?
0: Yeah. If you've got something to say, you got to say it because you have less time than you think you do. Yeah. Which, you know, he's right. Yeah. And they're going to start to see that here in the upcoming episodes. Um, Sean had a really nice time with the guys, but now it's time for him to go home. Everyone says goodbye. You know, they give their hugs and everything. Everybody had a nice time. It was a good episode.
1: It was a good episode. Good time this fishing is, with yeah, Sean. Yeah, this is kind of the last, last one with, like, major challenges and stuff, too. Because it it's not a lot of challenges after this
0: there's not it's more of uh the upcoming episodes here are more about the emotional journey yeah have
1: your tissues ready if you're driving make sure you're wearing your seat belt i mean do that anyways just but this time double make sure you have your seat belt on because it's gonna be a roller coaster
0: wear two seat belts
1: wear your wear your second seat belt just to be safe
0: the seat belt next to you put that one on unless there's (laughs) someone sitting there in which case leave that on them that's more important
1: take a rope and strap yourself (laughs) that way (laughs) do you
0: have bungee cords
1: now use them
0: now is the time to get bungee cords if you're in your car drive to the nearest hardware store
1: for bungee cords and tissues
0: and duct tape and chloroform
1: this is because you're crying not for a kink thing you know
0: Oh, wait, what? What are we talking about? Oh, this is Bummer Slam, not my other podcast, Murder Slam. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) let's go into episode eight. The next episode. Uh, It's the next morning, the morning after the fish fry, whatever. Uh, Roddy, he's coming home. He's finally home. And of course, nobody is happier about that than Hacksaw. He's like right at the door to greet him like a dog.
1: His tail's all wagging and stuff, and uh, Roddy's, like, having troubles carrying his, like, stuff back with him, his, his suitcase.
0: Yeah, he's like, can you can you fucking help me? And Axel's like, welcome home, buddy! And Roddy's <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, I, this is heavy, bro. Um, but everybody's happy Roddy's back, it's like, the puzzle's complete again, the gang's all back together. Uh, but Roddy, Roddy says he didn't miss the Legends house, because uh, he's back on his bullshit, you know? <sighs> He is gonna lie all he do is eat hot chip and lie i need to stop saying that that's not gonna be my catchphrase this is not the hill that i will die on
1: wrestling's real
0: wrestling's <laughs> real but eat hot chip that's not that's a lie this is the worst podcast of all time just kidding it's the best you know why because I, one of the two things i do is lie
1: and the other thing is wrestling.
0: No, the other thing is eat hot shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did I listen?
0: <laughs> I guess not. Oh, man. <laughs> but here comes Ashley. Roddy's all settled in now. Here comes Ashley, and she announces that the legends are going to participate in a roast tonight. And the man of honor is Roddy. If you're not familiar with the concept of the man of honor in a roast, that means that Roddy is the guy who's getting roasted. All of the other legends get to roast Roddy Piper. And this is kind of directly up Roddy's alley because he dabbled a little bit in stand-up comedy in the past. I don't know if you know that.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. All I know is he did Piper's Pit, which is just him kind of giving shit to everybody. But
0: Yeah. In like um, 2000-something, 2005, 2006, he was like trying the comedy scene a little bit, doing a little bit of stand-up here and there. And he's just naturally a very funny person, I think. He's witty. He's fast. He's smart. Um, But despite all of this, Roddy is nervous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, He's nervous about, like, every challenge, though. Like, that's his thing, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
0: He's, yeah. He is kind of nervous about every challenge. I think he's more, like, reluctant about those, though. In this one, he's just, like... He doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. He can't plan for the end. It's not just like a game. It's like, oh, yeah. a roast. This can, this can go badly if it's not done properly. Yeah. Um, and everybody, all the legends, they break off to write their roast. And the legends house is as quiet <laughs> as it's ever been.
1: And also very, um, everyone's tuned in. Like everyone is working on their thing. Everyone's got like their notepad. And Roddy's just kind of, like, pacing, like, oh, man, everyone's got their material (laughs) that they're working on. Like, oh, man, I don't know what to do, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, he's like, everybody's just out there flaying me alive. There's this great shot of Gene, who's just, he's got his little pad just reading over his roast and cackling to himself. (laughs) And that is an eternal mood. That is, that's me. (laughs) If I could have a gif of that, I would put it on every tweet (laughs) I ever quote. (laughs) so good um and later that day you know the guys are working on their roasts and three new guys show up and they introduce themselves as one of the guys is the host for the roast and the other two guys are comedy writers and they're there to coach the legends on their jokes yeah for the roast tonight and roddy breaks off from the legends he goes with the host to work on his jokes separately While the rest of the group stays at the house with the two comedy writers and get coached from there.
1: Yeah, those guys have like really good um, um, insight and information for him too. Uh,
0: They do, yeah. They give really good feedback to the guys. Um, They start with Gene and he's got a fucking fat stack of cards.
1: Yeah, he's got them all written out on note cards. And it's it's maybe two inches thick, (laughs) this stack of note cards. I've I've
0: fucking done that exact thing. I've had a stack of note cards with roasts on them and just looked at them and cackled to myself. That's just, he's the most relatable legend. (laughs) Bar none. He's he's the proletariat. He
1: comes from South Dakota. Man.
0: This this is why Gene is the best legend. In this essay, I will. Um, And then they go to Hacksaw. And Hacksaw seems to be doing really well since he knows and loves Roddy so much. Yeah. He's got some pretty good, pretty good roasts under his belt there. Uh, but Pat is struggling a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a good start, a good foundation. But, like, his joke telling isn't isn't great. Um, so the comedians, they help him out a little bit. But...
0: Yeah, they give him some feedback. And, you know, his jokes are a lot funnier with yeah. like them. Um, and... <laughs> one of the comedy writers they get to jimmy now one of the comedy writers says jimmy's jokes are very insider and by insider i mean you only get them if you're jimmy
1: (laughs) which was a great joke
0: (laughs) it was they tried they tried really hard to make jimmy's jokes funny but i mean we'll get to that in a minute (laughs) we'll get there yeah um and hillbilly has the most jokes prepared out of everyone else. That kind of surprised me. Yeah,
1: because they made it look like Gene was more prepared, you know, and that mean Gene was more ready, especially when he comes out <laughs> with that thick, thick uh, handful of cards.
0: Yeah, exactly. But hillbilly, I guess he was just righting away. Um, and Tony, meanwhile, he's really struggling. He's struggling the most out of all the legends. Because he doesn't like making fun of other people.
1: Right. He and uh, Howard Finkel, they're both like, I don't want to, I don't really want to participate in this. I don't want to be in this mean spirited thing. And the the comedy writers are like, no, it's, it's cool because it's all like consensual and stuff, you know? Right. And they just, they just still don't get it.
0: But despite that, Tony is like, okay, this is my strategy. I'm going to come out laughing. (laughs) and tony atlas has a very distinct laugh (laughs) it's ridiculous it's like an animal call (laughs) more than (laughs) a laugh and he's like i'm gonna come out doing that and he like does it a little bit for this comedy writer and this comedy writer is like yeah Uh (laughs) that's funny i guess whatever um see how that goes uh and howard is having a similar problem he, you know, Howard, he's that sweet little butterball of a man. And he doesn't have even a little bit of a mean spirit. No. He's just a nice guy. And all of his jokes are bad. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not great. I'm sorry, bud. If you're listening to this, Howard Finkel, I'm sorry your jokes didn't land.
0: I mean, we all have our strengths, you know. You're yeah. not going to win them all. It's fine. And uh, meanwhile, Roddy and the host of the roast, whose name is Guy, uh, they go off to write Roddy's rebuttals for the roast. And there's a couple of really good singers in there. He said, Hacksaw is so dumb, he was once considered the white Tony Atlas.
1: Which is great, because it's a cut both ways, you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs>
0: That's two jokes in one joke. <laughs> and Roddy, he's, he's doing all of this, and he's like, I'm brutal. Yeah. He keeps repeating, I'm brutal. He's worried that he's going to hurt somebody's feelings. But at the same time, if they're going to be tearing him apart, he doesn't want to hold back. He wants to match whatever level of ruthlessness.
1: I think he just wanted to be prepared for anything, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, he, like I said before, he's like not really in his element right now because he doesn't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. He can't plan what he's going to do. Um, and now it's time for the roast. There's a pretty good turnout at this little comedy club for the, the roast of Rowdy Roddy Piper. And uh, the host reveals that there is a special guest.
1: <gasps> who was the special guest? It's the Iron Sheik. <gasps> you we may... fucking
0: stand the Iron Sheik here on Bummer Slam. We love the Iron Sheik.
1: You may know him as the man who types in caps locks and uh, calls everyone jabroni. So. Jabroni,
0: fuck the Monday, <laughs> <laughs> suplex the Monday. Uh, you have to follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter. I will be doing an episode on Bummer Slam at some just about the iron cheeks tweets because they're that fucking good um and we start the show the first roaster on the roster here is hillbilly jim and he's actually doing pretty good yeah he's really good at warming up the crowd he was a really good choice to go first i think i
1: think you're i think you're right i think it was a a good way to start the evening there
0: and next up is gene and uh he's got some really good jokes (laughs) across the board
1: yeah, I don't think it was smart to put those two right next to each other. I think they should have sandwiched some of the some of the less talented people between the good talents, right? Yeah. Just to kind of keep that energy going all the way through.
0: I would agree with that. There were some, some low points in the roast for sure. But it starts out on a pretty good note here.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, did you write down some of these notes, uh, these jokes that Gene Oh, did? yeah, I
0: did. He had he had the most good ones <laughs> out of any of the legends. The first one was, uh, Tony Atlas is so poor that if he hadn't been born a boy, he'd have nothing to play with. <laughs> <laughs> next one is uh howard's mother never breastfed him she wanted to keep him as a friend <laughs> <laughs> that's such a fucking dunk oh my god gene
1: howard <laughs> was so sad and offended by that he, oh, man. oh
0: man howard never did nothing to nobody
1: <laughs> what
0: are you gonna do him that dirty i mean it's funny though it is uh the next roaster is pat and he's like, if I had a face like Roddy, I'd get it circumcised.
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: He has a couple of jokes like that that are like, you know, jokes that older men would make. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the next roaster is the Iron Sheikh. <laughs> if you guys don't know the Iron Sheikh, he's the. Oh, he's so great. He has a very, very thick Iranian accent. And it's kind of impossible to understand what he's saying a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, because English is a second language too, so he's just. Yeah.
0: But his energy is up there, so it's hilarious. Um, (sighs) Fun fact about the Iron Sheik and our friend Hacksaw Jim Duggan, one of our favorite legends. um, Back in the days of K Fabe,. Hacksaw who you know is this all-american guy and the Iron Sheik who was playing like the Iranian terrorist character at the time they were having like this crazy feud right but they were really good friends in real life So they would always drive to like the next town on the tour together And they were smoking a bunch of pot in the car and they get pulled over by the cops and it's all over the news (laughs) <laughs> that these two guys who were supposed to be mortal enemies just got busted, smoke, and pot together in the same <laughs> car. And that was like a big blow to
1: K Okay, babe. Oh, yeah. Shit. That makes sense.
0: Two guys integral in the history of professional <laughs> wrestling. We love to teach you on Bummer Slam.
1: Get learned.
0: Get learned. My children, my children, my ring rats. I love uh, you all. And um, Ashley loves the Iron Sheik. She's fucking dying at his set. She's like, "This is this was the best choice. <laughs> I'm so glad the Iron Sheik is here." And uh, next is the love child of Elvis and Flavor Flav, Jimmy Hart.
1: That's the that's the joke. That's the roast that the fucking
0: yeah. That's what Guy, the host, said. Yeah. <laughs> and poor Jimmy, um, his set bombs because like these writers gave him some pretty good jokes, but his delivery is not good
1: yeah he's
0: he just doesn't have it he's playing them like jokes and so they're not funny
1: yeah he could have been it it could have been a little more a little more conversational and um to be fair i think they kind of played up the i think they played up the audience's reaction in editing (laughs) oh absolutely they were just cutting to like guys yawning and shit and it's like I mean, yeah, I bet that happened. But also, when you cut out the sound and add cricket sounds, like...
0: <laughs> no, for it real. It wasn't
1: that. I don't... I guarantee it wasn't that. But, yeah, they wanted to really, really make it seem like he he bombed. But, yeah, his delivery could have been better.
0: It definitely wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, but next up is Hacksaw, and he knows much better... Yeah. You know, he's a little bit... I, I don't want to say he's funnier than Jimmy because Jimmy is funny in a different way. Yeah. Um, but he's got some pretty good jokes. He said, Pat Patterson is so old that the ring they used used to be made of sticks. And his first match was with Moses. <laughs> Which is true. That's in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that, but Pat Patterson is in the Bible. Yeah.
1: Are you going to write the wrestling Bible, babe? What would the wrestling Bible consist of?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: This might be, an episode. This might be another episode. The Wrestling Bible. The Wrestling Bible.
0: Bible. Wrestling Bible. Well, uh, <laughs> page one is wrestling's real people are fake.
1: <laughs> and Jake the Snake came down from the heavens.
0: <laughs> and he fucking DDT'd me. And that's how <laughs> I became a wrestling fan. You heard it here first. Um, and Howard Finkel is next. He gets introduced as any guy that fucks him is too... Any guy, any gal that fucks him is too lazy to masturbate. Howard Finkel.
1: <laughs> he's like, why am I getting dunked on so hard?
0: He's getting dunked on so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, it's great for my entertainment, but poor Howard. Yeah. He was not billed to roast. He was not.
1: Yeah. yeah. And like, he's like, oh, I just wanted to be funny. But like. Yeah, his jokes, they weren't roasts, you know, and nobody came here to, he had some some not good jokes that he was saying that weren't roasts, and like, it didn't make sense in the situation. It
0: didn't. He yeah. said the cage was spinning, but the hamster was dead. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what happened. Which was
1: a, was, that was a funny self-dunk. If he would have just said that, <laughs> like, he would have... He would have been done better at the roast.
0: Uh, well, he his jokes are really bad, but the crowd likes him because you know he's trying his best and he's being a little bit um you know self-deprecating like yeah. oh went over your guy's heads, I guess and so they're like, yeah, Howard, you can get through this. <laughs> um next up is Tony, who just blows the roof off the place. Yeah,
1: they flipped the script for Tony, I think because um. Yeah, uh, yeah. What it what it was? Yeah, his strategy was a little bit different because he didn't want to make fun of people. So uh, the joke writers were like, "Okay, what if you were like the butt of your own jokes, right? Instead of, instead of these other people."
0: Yeah, his strategy is to make fun of himself rather than anyone else. You're totally right, and he just fucking kills. Yeah, he's got some good jokes. He's like, "My wife, my wife likes Roddy." Whenever I'm in bed with my wife, she just wants to talk about Roddy. She
1: just screams out Roddy's screams name. Screams <laughs> out
0: Roddy. I can't figure it out. All my kids look like Roddy. What's the deal there?
1: <laughs> but then it's Roddy's time to go up.
0: Yes, all of the legends are done roasting Roddy. And now it's time for Roddy to give his set. And he's, he's nervous. Like, he
1: didn't have to be
0: <laughs> he really didn't because he was the best out of all of them which is of course the way it had to be he had the best jokes uh, I looked in the garbage can after Hillbilly Jim got waxed and I thought Chewbacca got an abortion <laughs> what the fuck
1: <laughs> that was the first thing that was the first thing he said
0: <laughs> huh! strap in uh yeah you're about to get a taste of Roddy Piper <laughs>
1: He's um, like, we're all legends here.
0: Howard, how'd you get here? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Leave Howard alone! <laughs> Protect him!
1: Man, um, just, yeah, that's that's not even, he's past being dunked on at this point. Poor shit he Howard, got,
0: he's, he's gone.
1: Yeah, he got dunked on and then fucking shit on. <laughs> <laughs> Man.
0: Some of these things are going to stay with us for life. In Gene's case, two weeks. <laughs> and Gene's face was just like, "Huh." <laughs> Hacksaw's got a two by four. The only wood he's gotten in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite joke. He can't even say it. He's laughing too hard. <laughs> Tony Atlas. Shrek. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love. That was it. It's it's just Tony Atlas Shrek. Everyone else has like a setup and shit and that was it.
0: Well he also says, where's Donkey? Oh, I see. The ass is right next to you, and it's Jimmy.
1: Oh. <laughs> you
0: never get that part because you're always laughing too hard at Tony Atlas. Shrek. <laughs> to be fair, it is great.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: And now uh now the roast is over. And uh, the legends go back to the house, and Roddy, you know, the group's all together, and Roddy's like, I just want to say something to all you guys. And he thanks all of them for not making any jokes that are below the belt. And he says that, you know, tonight was really needed for him. It was much needed. And it was a good bonding experience. And this is the first time that he actually says that he's going to miss all the guys in the legends house and he thinks that they're all going to have a problem leaving each other
1: yeah i think there was like some uh, like stuff in his career that he like regrets and was was glad that nobody went there or something i I think so um but yeah tony makes some more dinner you know shrek Makes dinner in his swamp <laughs> for the other seven
0: Legend Swamp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Legend swamp.
0: WWE Legend Swamp. <laughs> and they all eat together. They've actually only had a few, like, meals all together around a table, and this is one of them. And Pat Pat notices that and he's like, This is one of our last days in the Legends House. And he's like, now's the time to make a lasting lasting memory make this an experience that I look back at fondly and he's like it's time to start talking about who we are and he kind of breaks the ice there he's like I'm this person I'm not Pat Patterson Pat Patterson is just a name a character I'm something besides wrestling yeah you know I'm a real person and he's calling for the other guys to kind of come out of their shells (laughs) a little bit And show him who they really are. And show each other who they really are. Yeah. And Tony... uh, He's like, okay. Well, I'm nothing in the Legends house like I am at home. And he says that he feels like he's walking on eggshells.
1: Yeah. And the fucking whole table erupts. Like, everyone's got fucking something to say. And overlapping each other and everything. And, like... Everyone's like, yeah, "I'm walking on eggshells, or I'm not walking on eggshells." Finally, gets to Howard, and he's like, "Well, I'm I'm not walking on eggshells."
0: And Roddy just snaps at him. <clears throat> he's just like, "Men are talking here." He's like, he he brings back this incident with the king seat in the limo on the ride to Las Vegas about how Howard didn't step up then. And he's definitely on bad terms with Howard because of that. And Howard should think that he's walking on eggshells because of that incident. And I, I hate that he brought this up. It was, com- I think it was completely unnecessary. And it felt like he brought it up just to make Howard feel bad. You think so? I do. Yeah. I think that it was completely unnecessary, and I don't think that it, I don't think that it added anything to the conversation. I don't think it needed to be said in front of everybody no less
1: right i think it was just something that's been that was like eating at roddy and he just like had to
0: (laughs) yeah but if roddy had a problem with it he could have brought it up with howard directly instead of embarrassing him in front of all the other guys i think yeah i thought it was completely uncalled for you know everybody knows i love roddy piper but that doesn't mean he's exempt from criticism you know what i mean
1: yeah for real
0: um, but Pat uh, comes to Howard's aid. He's like, nobody is better than anybody else here, like pointedly at Roddy. And everybody's worked so hard. You know, <laughs> Howard did a lot of stuff in the offices too. He worked, he's worked as hard as any of the guys that wrestled. And Pat is just tired of the bullshit. And he wants to open up and talk about something other than wrestling. He's tired of talking about wrestling.
1: It's like, I know all these fucking stories. All I've ever heard, all these wrestling stories my entire life and i'm more than this i'm not a doll i'm not a mechanical object is like what he says like almost verbatim
0: yeah he really wants to open up he wants he wants to set the record straight and he wants to share this thing about himself that's really really important to him and all of the legends kind of know what he wants to say it's kind of you read between the lines, you know what he wants to say, but he just, it's not the right time he, to say he it can't right get now. It out.
1: Yeah.
0: He's the only one that's ready to open up and he needs everybody else to be ready to open up too before he can outright say it. He says that we only have so many good years left. Why not be truthful? Yeah. That's so true. That's so real. Um. And Jimmy was really, really affected by this. He's, like, he's ready to open up as well, I think. He and Pat are some of the only ones. And um, he talks about how he hopes all of them can, like, air out their personal things before their time in the house is over. And he kind of goes off by himself. You know, dinner's over. It's around bedtime. And he's, like, he's troubled. He's away from the others. The only person that's nearby is—that's kind of nearby is Tony, and he, like, notices that something's wrong. And he's like, well, Jimmy, what's, what's bothering you? <clears throat> and uh, Jimmy reveals that his daughter has passed away. And he's never talked about it before. He's kind of kept it to himself. And he says it feels like he's developed a shell.
1: Yeah. And he's just bottled, bottled all that up. Yeah. But Tony was, like, super... You know super there for him in that moment
0: yeah he was very he was really sympathetic towards jimmy and just it was just kind of there to talk through you know what happened he was there to listen and he let jimmy talk about what he needed to talk about and it was it was too much yeah right then he needed to he needed to cry about it and he did and Tony just gets up and holds him while he cries. It's a nice little moment. And between he's like, the "You're two the smallest them.
1: man in the house, but you're the strongest man in the house." You know.
0: Yeah, Fuck. and the two of them just have this this great moment. And Jimmy realizes that what happened at dinner, what happened with Pat at dinner, is what Legends House is really all about. Yeah. And That's what all of the Legends are going to find find out in this next episode. That was the end of episode eight. We're going into episode nine now. And it's the next morning, the morning after the dinner with Pat. And Howard is talking about how he's really drained. It was That night was really emotionally intense for him. And a lot of feelings came out. You know, he got fucking screamed at by Roddy. Yeah. And everyone is kind of anticipating what Pat's going to do. Yeah. They know that something's going to happen with Pat, but they don't know when it's going to happen or how it's going to come about.
1: Yeah. Um, but then Ashley shows up and she's like, this is your, your, this is my last time, you know, giving you a challenge to do. And uh, the thing that she tells them that's going to happen is that tonight they're going to throw a farewell party because this song that um, the Jimmy's, Jimmy Hart and Hillbilly Jim have been working on, they're like, you should showcase this, you know. Showcase that you do stuff that's outside of wrestling you know
0: yes this this song that they've been writing for the past few episodes it's ready now they're gonna showcase it at this party and all the legends have to participate in the song too that's one of the rules and um everyone gets together and they start to prepare what all their roles are going to be in the performance (laughs) and i i completely forgot that roddy piper plays the bagpipes
1: yeah, like he's ranked fucking fifth in the world. He
0: once competed and he came in fifth worldwide. He just fucking, like, rules at the bagpipes, man. That's probably why he got the Scottish gig. Like, oh, this guy plays bagpipes. He's the one.
1: Uh, in this show, they gave him a fucking, like, an electronic one where, like, uh, it didn't have to be, it didn't have the drone uh, deal. It just was hooked up to, like, an aux cord and it played over... A fucking loudspeaker. It was, a, it was pretty sick.
0: It's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Um, And in this song that Hillbilly and Jimmy wrote, he's playing the harmonica, which is basically just a simpler version of the bagpipes, and he rules at that, Let's too. Let's be
1: real. It's just a sideways bagpipe. It's just
0: a sideways bagpipe. Yeah. Don't let the Illuminati fool <laughs> you. And now the legends are heading downtown to get lunch at this really, really nice steakhouse. Yeah. Taking a break from their rehearsal for the evening. They kind of have everything ready there um yeah they really just wanted to get
1: there's inside stone the the wall was like fucking stone yeah there's like a fireplace
0: this is a classy place man a little too classy for the legends but i didn't say it um (laughs) and ronnie says that this may be the last time that all eight of the legends will ever be together again you know pat and gene are kind of getting up there in age at some point um and tomorrow isn't promised to anybody and so everybody like starts reminiscing about their favorite moments from their time at the legends house so far yeah they're talking about the game show that they just went through like oh wasn't that so stupid how (laughs) you said life instead of white you (laughs) stupid fucking idiot
1: yeah and they're all just kind of you know reminiscing some good times, and then they start talking like, "Oh, but what was your, what was your biggest moment? What was your best moment?" Uh, and they, uh, and they're like, "This was my my favorite moment in all of wrestling and stuff."
0: Yeah, Tony says that he feels like he just met these guys because they've all gotten to know each other like so much better. And you now the food comes out. Everybody's talking and laughing. And, um, Pat's there to break the ice as far as the conversation goes again. And he asked the guys, you know, what's the biggest moment in your life? And you you were just talking about that a little bit, Joe. Gene and and Hacksaw kind of mentioned wrestling related things.
1: Yeah, like WrestleMania and whatever. Yeah,
0: um, but Tony takes it in a different direction. Um, Tony in 1989, he said he was homeless he was sleeping on benches in too cold weather. Like you'll die if you 22 sleep on a Twenty two degrees
1: below zero, and then he said he had to crawl into a dumpster for to get out of the wind and out of the uh, and out of the snow and stuff.
0: And this woman just like found him and took him home out of the cold and saved his life. And she became his wife. And at the point of the show, they were married for twenty three years.
1: Yeah, and then that. That opens up uh, the opportunity for some other guys to, to talk to. Uh, Hillbilly talks about how he grew up, like, super, super poor on welfare. And that, like, his big thing is that when he finally made it and he started making all his money, he finally bought his mom uh, uh, her own house because they didn't have that when yeah. he was growing up. And he also got her a car.
0: Finally, able to give back to her, give her the things that they could never have. Yeah, when they were growing up, I bet they always talked about it. You know, yeah. someday when I make it big, I'm gonna buy you a house. I always say that too. And Jimmy's Jimmy says that his favorite memory ever is WrestleMania 1.
1: Yeah, oh, I that's love. when Jimmy talks about it. Gotcha.
0: That's his favorite memory <laughs> ever, and that's like all of these guys were at WrestleMania 1. Yeah. In some way or another. I love that. That's his favorite memory ever. Well, all of these guys were involved in it. Wow. It's something that they all share. You no, know, um, prior
1: to the show, I wonder when was the last time they were all together?
0: That's a really good question.
1: Yeah, what event had all these people? I don't know. Oh, man. That'd take a lot of research.
0: It would take some research. I'm just thinking about it and getting tired. <laughs> Oh my God, maybe I'll Google it. Maybe someone else has already <laughs> done this else dirty work. Um, and it gets to Roddy next, and Roddy's talking about how much he has four kids and three grandkids, talking about how much he loves them. And Pat's like, oh my God, I've known you. He, he, they knew each other since Roddy was like 15.
1: Yeah, and Pat was like, you have more than two kids? I thought you had just had two kids. And, Gene's like, and Roddy's like... Yeah, I <laughs> have four kids.
0: I've had four kids the whole time. And
1: three grandkids. And, and <laughs> Pat's like, holy shit, you know. It's you could cr- live with these people. And you could live with these people for the whole week and not know that. You can know
0: somebody for for years, for and, 30 years, and not know these things about people. Yeah. It's crazy. And um, and Gene takes it serious again, you know. Um, he had a kidney disease. He was on dialysis. And he talks about getting choked up. This is always the part that gets me. How his wife gave him a kidney. And he just breaks down and cries. And so do I every single time. One of my favorite parts in the show.
1: Yeah. They're just, they're all sharing like a lot of love. And everyone's there for each other. And it's, it's so, it's so touching. You know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Jimmy sees Jean crying and Jimmy's like, I've got all this shit that he mentioned yesterday to Tony. And he opens up to the larger group about how, how his daughter passed away, how he lost her. And the other guys, they're, they're just thinking about all the times that they were ribbing him and giving him terrible shit. And they just feel bad. Because none of them knew that he was suffering so much and going through all of this.
1: Yeah, and Hacksaw's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, d- I had no idea. I wouldn't have ribbed you so hard if I knew, you know?
0: Yeah, Hacksaw has, like, three daughters, four daughters. So he can only imagine, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And Jimmy's like, you guys all talk about your daughters and your family. And I just wish I had a fucking another chance to talk to Renee again.
0: Yeah, Tony is like, Jimmy's the toughest guy in the house. The way he takes shit and deals with all of this horrible stuff that happens. If he were bigger, he would kick all of our asses. But <laughs> he's not. And that's why he's the toughest. Yeah. And by this point, all of the guys, they're like, okay. The, we're, there's no going back now. They're just ready to get all of the big stuff in their life off their chest. And um, Hacksaw talks about how, you know, he was with this woman. I'm not sure if they were married. I'm not sure what that was, if they were just, like, life partners or something. Um, This woman he was in a long-term relationship with, they got in this horrible car accident, and Hacksaw got out, but it was too late for her, and he said that he never told anybody that before. Yeah. And Pat's like, wow, I I never thought a guy like you would cry in front of me and pat's like it feels so good to be a person doesn't it and not a personality doesn't it feel so good to be the person that you are and not have to put on this mask and um it's howard's turn now he's talking about how he's been bullied for his whole life and success in wrestling is the best thing that ever happened to him it saved his life he proved everybody wrong he built a good life and a good career for himself. And now he's the one who dunks. Yeah. <laughs> we love Howard Finkel. And we also love to cry on Bummer <laughs> Slam. And now it's Putting finally... the bummer
1: in Bummer Slam. <laughs> honestly.
0: And now it's finally Pat's turn to open up. And he... I've talked about it before. He invented the Royal Rumble. He's the first... Intercontinental champion. He's the oldest Intercontinental champion. Went through so much. He innovated so much for this business. And he survived it all being gay. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting emotional again. Happy Bummer Slam, everybody. <sighs> you talk, it's radio. Okay, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, he spent fifty years, fifty years of his life in the closet. You know, not telling anyone about this. Nobody in the business. But, like, Gene was, like, just right there for him, like, the whole time. Just, like, helping his buddy out and rubbing his back and stuff. And, man.
0: And, you know, it's not like people didn't know that Pat Patterson was gay. Because, like, he had this friend for 40 years. You know how you have a roommate in college? (sighs) Yeah, this is my roommate. Um, but he never went out and said it until now. And all of the legends are just really supportive and happy for Pat, you know? Yeah. They know this is the thing that he wanted to talk about. This was his time. And he so the wouldn't. Something have... that
1: he's just been trying to say uh, the whole time. And
0: he wouldn't <laughs> have been able to say it if all of the other guys hadn't opened up and given him the strength to do that. <laughs> happy Bummer Slam. Pat Patterson pride icon <laughs> and um, something I would like to mention is that Roddy did not open up to the group um, he said that he was very proud of everybody else for stepping up and being brave but it was clear that he wasn't ready to open up yet even though this was the last time that he would be able to and it really breaks my heart to think about that now because um, he'll never have that opportunity
1: right right but then uh you know the dust settles dinner's over and uh it's time for them to to get ready for their party
0: a much happier note it's time for the party <laughs> there's a party now and i don't have to keep crying on my show <laughs> And, you know, Gene, resident alcoholic. Why is he drinking? He fucking has a bad kidney. <laughs> ah! God damn it. You give me hemorrhoids, Gene Okerlund. <laughs> He's making drinks at the bar. And Ashley shows up. Here's Ashley. And she's like, Gene, make me your signature drink. And Gene's signature drink is called the Okerlund. And what's an Okerlund?
1: uh let's see it's a touch of vodka uh and by a touch he's as he's saying this he's just like this vodka yeah by
0: a touch of vodka it's a fucking glass of vodka and like a splash of soda <laughs> and
1: some red some
0: red i assume it's grenadine but i'm oh, not sure. Sure, sure i don't know what it is it might be like I don't know, cranberry juice or something. It looks like that.
1: I think there was a little piece of fruit, maybe a maraschino cherry on top.
0: Maybe, yeah. Um, And Ashley's like, it's it's a little strong.
1: And then Gene takes a sip and he's like, nah, just right.
0: (laughs) Ashley's like, I had a feeling that Gene was trying to uh,
1: take advantage of of me. (laughs) me.
0: Um, And Gene, of course, acts as an MC for this little show that they've crafted. You know, it's his job. That's Gene Okerlund's job. He's the MC. And first up is Roddy, and he's playing his signature entrance song. What is it called?
1: Uh, Scotland the Brave.
0: Okay, yeah. Scotland the Brave. He's playing that on the electric bagpipes. Yeah. So good. He's so good at the bagpipes, man.
1: It's baller. Yeah, and then uh, right up after that, it's their song that they've been working on. Hillbilly Jim and Jimmy Hart. And they, uh, they ended up getting everyone to sing on the chorus so that was really cool to get everyone on stage uh yeah they're just all having a good time and tony's dancing and fucking ladies are throwing fucking fives at him from the audience yeah jimmy's
0: like if we'd stopped we could have gotten 15 (laughs) dollars it's a hit and they get a standing ovation from this song that hillbilly and jimmy wrote it's really good yeah and uh the final performance of the night is Pat Patterson singing "My Way" by Frank Sinatra, and it's just very metaphorical about the Legends House.
1: Yeah, and about like Pat in general, you know.
0: Yeah, like I had to go through all of this. Now it's the end of my life, and
1: and now it's now it's me. T- it's my turn, you know. Yeah, it's my turn to take the reins.
0: And he's also a good singer. Like, he fucking kills it on this song, so that's fire. Yeah. And there's this shot of Roddy just watching Pat sing, and he's got tears in his eyes and this big smile on his face, and I just I just fucking lost it <laughs> when I watched that. Like, ooh-woo, but also sad face.
1: Um, and fucking Howard fucking jumps up at the end, fucking stand, standing out.
0: <laughs> yes. It was just... It was the perfect way to end the evening. And to end... The Legends House in general. This is their last time out as Uh the WWE Legends House Legends. And um, the next morning, it's time for the Legends to pack up their stuff and get ready to leave the Legends House. And everyone is very somber. Yeah. And Uh, sad.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like, uh, almost like a surreal kind of feeling. Like, oh shit, this these two weeks or whatever that our life has been is 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 gonna gonna turn on us you know (laughs)
0: we're not all gonna be together this time tomorrow yeah life as they know it is different
1: what are we gonna be able to see each other again like who knows you know
0: and uh the legends (laughs) they all leave one by one in separate limos so um everybody does get a little bit more time together and they can all hug and give each other proper goodbyes as they leave and uh, Tony's limo is the first to arrive, so Tony is the first to leave. And he says that he's happy. He can resume his normal life, but he is going to miss everybody. Um, his hacks, his issues with Hacksaw, they were never really resolved.
1: Right. So, <laughs> yeah, back in the episode with the Chippendales, they, they kind of blew up at each other, but then fucking nothing happened after that, it seemed.
0: Yeah, that was... As bad as it got. Yeah. And then they never talked about it again.
1: It was like they had more important and more pressing issues. And I think they both like realized that.
0: I think you're right. I think that they kind of came to an impasse that, you know, they're different people. They're going to clash. But you got to move on with your life. You know, you got to be civil to one another if this is the life that you live.
1: Tony's like, I'm not going to let Hacksaw bother me. Hacksaw's like, I'm not going to let Tony bother me, you know.
0: And Tony says that Legends House, this whole experience is a memory he'll take with him forever. Um, The next to leave is Hillbilly Jim. And Jimmy jumps into his arms, as he always does. (laughs) Last time he'll get to do that. And Hillbilly Jim says that this experience enriched his relationships with all the Legends. And he really hopes that they all cross paths again.
1: Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) They don't. But, well, uh, they do at the reunion show. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but next up to leave is uh, Jimmy Hart, um, and he he says he hates to leave the house because he just he just had a great time and he was just so happy to be there. But he's also gonna keep these memories forever.
0: Yeah, everybody's is very positive about their time in the Legends House. Um, the next guy to leave is Howard. And he said he had the time of his life in Legends House, and he sees the other Legends as a family. He and Roddy kind of hugged it out. He was yeah. like, I, I love you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I love you. And they just kind of moved on from there. So it's not like anybody's leaving on bad terms or anything.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Too.
0: I'm glad that he apologized because it was out of line for sure. Yeah. And uh, Gene is next to leave and he says that he's taken away a lot of love i think that's totally true um he says it's the great ending to a great story but he can't wait to get the fuck out (laughs) of (laughs) here
1: oh and next is pat (laughs) and uh everyone's been doing their somber goodbyes and stuff and he's like, my limo. See you, fuckers. <laughs> and he's like, JK.
0: <laughs> I'm Pat Patterson. I had the most <laughs> profound experience on this television show. <laughs> Bye!
1: Well, and, he was just so excited to start his new life as a new Pat, you know?
0: Yeah, he's, he's Pat now.
1: Yeah. He's Pierre. He's Pierre. He can be him. He
0: can be Pierre. He, he doesn't have to be Pat Patterson. And, uh, of course, the last two legends in the house are Hacksaw and Roddy, and they get to have these last few moments together to joke around, be stupid, <laughs> and be best friends. And um, it's time for Hacksaw to leave, and Roddy just, like, he's standing a little too far away, and he's like, I hate goodbyes. And it's it's really hard to see him get emotional because he he's not supposed to do that, you know? Yeah.
1: He,
0: do, he never does that. And, um
1: hacksaws just like love your brother yeah. gives him peace sign and dips
0: and hacksaw leaves his limo drives away and Roddy says he wouldn't have made it without hacksaw he says he wouldn't have he wouldn't have learned anything if not for hacksaw <laughs> and he's he's getting emotional because he said you gave me a new family and now you take him away again
1: yeah and they just leave Roddy in this house for a while till the light mouse shows up
0: yeah he's by himself he's just kind of going around he's playing the piano just kind of being by himself in his head where he doesn't like to be you know and um he remembers back at the beginning the very beginning of legends <laughs> house when he said he wasn't going to learn anything new and he admits that he was wrong yeah. and um Roddy says he doesn't think they'll all be together again. He thinks this is it for the legends, and this is and he was right. You know, apart from the um, reunion, reunion episode, episode yeah. this is this is the last time with all of the legends. Um, as far as what he learned, Roddy says he learned how to be himself. This thing that he struggled with from the very beginning of the show, learning how to take off this character, he he learned how to do that. And he said it wasn't about business; it was about humanity. And he—he'll never forget this brotherhood that developed between the eight of them. And
1: yeah, that's—that's
0: it. He gets in his limo and leaves the Legends house forever.
1: Goes back to Canada.
0: Yeah, that's just the (laughs) life of. (laughs) He lives in Oregon. Actually, well, he lived in Oregon. I should say.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah.
1: He made it. Made I will it to say.
0: America. I will say. Okay, so the reunion show is next. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I don't really like the reunion show, but it could not have ended on the episode we just watched. It was too sad.
1: Oh shit! I don't know. I thought it was like bittersweet. I think if I think it worked.
0: Okay, Joe. Like, can you can you explain the concept of a reunion show?
1: It's okay. They just like kind of bring them back, and they're like. Uh, Hey, I want to talk about this e- event a little more. Could you go into the details of this event?
0: Yeah, it's like what was going through your mind when you said this? Yeah. I um I grew up on trash TV. I watched Flavor of Love, I Love New York, shows like that. All those shitty VH1 fake reality shows. Um and they would always have a reunion show at the end of them where everybody would like fight. And so I kind of knew what was coming for this one, but um it's not really like any of those. It was... It's less scripted, and I think it should have been more scripted to be entertaining.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I did not like this reunion episode. I
0: didn't love it. Um, Jerry Lawler is the host, which that's a fucking choice, but we'll talk about Jerry Lawler on <laughs> another day. Um, initially, it's just all seven legends without Tony. Tony doesn't join them at first. Um the, Jerry Lawler just kind of lets all of the other legends talk shit about Tony while he watches on a monitor in the back.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, Jerry kind of prompts them, like, yeah, what do you think about Tony? Yeah, doesn't he suck? And then and he they just kind of lets him go off. And I think it was, like, uh, it was unnecessarily mean-spirited, you know?
0: I agree. I, I don't
1: think it was necessary.
0: <laughs> this show is not mean-spirited. It's the opposite, Right, fact. so
1: why did this reunion episode start with that, you know?
0: Yeah, the reunion, I, I agree with that. I thought it was very negative. Um, I don't really want to talk about it a lot because, A, I didn't like it very much, and, B, it's like, it's a clip show, you know? They're just going over everything that we've already talked about. Yeah. Just like, oh, wasn't this funny? Now you guys get to all watch this together, and we get to see your reaction. It's weird. It's weird. Reality shows are weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the reunion show.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's WWE Legends House as we know it.
1: Yeah, uh, if I know that you've heard all the great details uh, from Tess and I, but you should definitely watch it for yourself, anyways, because it's just it's so good and it's such a roller coaster. You don't need to watch it at episode ten, but I highly recommend up to episode. Er, Uh, up to episode 10 including episode 9 oh my god it's just it's so good
0: it's so good um i never thought a piece of wrestling media well i'm not gonna say that because i've cried about wrestling my whole fucking life who am i kidding (laughs) i never thought a reality show would make me feel like this
1: yeah well and that's just it. it's like it's so so good for a reality show you know
0: it's like it's Roddy Piper was really right when he said it was about humanity. It, like, it transcends so many things. If you're not a fan of wrestling, you'll still like this show. Like, you don't need to know anything about wrestling. You can enjoy this show because of who these eight people are.
1: Yeah. Because
0: of what they've created. And I think that that's good art, you know? That, like, kind of transcends everything else. All these very
1: distinct personalities just trying to trying to survive you know
0: i love this show
1: it's it's very cool it's very good it's it's all around just just grade a stuff
0: yeah any final thoughts on wwe legends house i'm about ready to go to bed
1: <laughs> yeah same
0: i cried too much i cried on my own show
1: oh man Right here on Friday the 13th as well.
0: Oh, it's fucking Friday the 13th? No wonder it's been so wonky and weird here on Bummer <laughs> Slam. Oh my god. Well, happy Friday the 13th, you, you fucking stupid rats. Yeah. Stupid.
1: Unless you're listening to this at a later date. Unless it is also coincidentally...
0: Saturday the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> happy Saturday the 14th, everybody. <laughs> um, any final thoughts?
1: Man nah uh oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I i already got all my thoughts out there i suppose but um shit oh man this show's just so good and i can't say that enough
0: <laughs> yeah we've said it a couple of times uh, since the beginning but i mean it really is um thank you guys for joining us on our very first series this was this was very easy to make i will be doing more of these these series series yes absolutely i like having more time to talk about stuff because sometimes it does feel a little bit rushed um and i think three episodes was the perfect amount of time for wwe legends house so really couldn't have worked out better than it did thank you guys once again for for listening i hope you go and check out wwe legends house if you don't have um wwe network it's worth the first month free trial just to watch legends house i promise you're not gonna regret it um until next time wrestling's real but my feelings are fake <laughs> just kidding my feelings are real too and they're valid like wrestling i'm gonna start over wrestling's real people are fake whatever it takes you don't fuck with a classic